You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Federal Premium Ammunition and their new Centerfire Rifle Ammunition Terminal Ascent. Now, the Terminal Ascent has a slipstream polymer tip that helps flatten trajectories and initiates low-velocity expansion at longer ranges. The Terminal Ascent gives you match-grade long-range accuracy in a bonded hunting bullet and it comes in a variety of cartridges including the 6.5 Creedmoor, the 280 Ackley Improved, the 28 Nosler, the 7mm Remington Mag 30-06 and the 300 Win Mag. If you want to find more information about the Terminal Ascent, visit federalpremium.com and while you're there, check out It's Federal Season, the official podcast of Federal Ammunition. Welcome to the Land and Legacy Podcast. We're your hosts, Adam Keith. And Matt Dye. This is your number one resource for all things land. If you're interested in conservation, habitat management, hunting strategy, and rural real estate, this is the podcast for you. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to another Land and Legacy podcast. It's your host, Matt Dime, and I am happy to be bringing another podcast to you guys this week. We certainly appreciate you listening in on iTunes through Sportsman's Nation, all of that, and following along on social media, guys. That is huge. So we certainly appreciate. But um, this week is pretty cool because um, we'll be talking with some Land and Legacy clients. And um, not clients just from a consulting standpoint, but also from a real estate standpoint. And so what we mean by that is they have uh, reached out to us prior to even purchasing a property and said, hey, I find value in you all helping me or helping us um, assist us to represent us in the real estate purchase as well as consulting. So we can identify the best property on the market to reach your goals ahead of time. That makes the consultation and then the, all the follow-up work and the management much easier. Buying right out of the gate is certainly step one. Oftentimes, you know, we'll, we'll find that um, maybe maybe a, an emotional buy was was done first, and then you realize, man, this is a lot of work getting into it. Um, you know, how how do I how do I come out of this? Or what, what if I had bought that other property? Would I've run into this issue? So. Um, You'll be hearing from Wilson Perry, and um, his father wasn't able to come on the podcast, but you'll hear him discuss and talk about the way that Land Legacy um, was, was able to operate 
and and work through finding a piece of property for them, referring that business to that local agent. Um, but then they always had us alongside of them working on their behalf to um, provide insight, provide um, information about the area, about the, the natural resources in that region, about what may or may not have happened in that uh, on that property in the past. It allows them to purchase a property very educatedly going into that process. And uh, so you'll hear all about that during this podcast. And, uh, you know, all this to say, oftentimes when you're buying something um, that you love and you're passionate about, you can find yourself getting in deep rather quickly. And and sometimes that results, again, in a um, a purchase that you may I wouldn't say have buyer's remorse, but you just might not have caught all the things that the property, um, you know, does have to show with with a separate set of eyes. That third party view can um, can certainly have its value, and that's what we're discussing today. So um, we hope that you sit back and enjoy this podcast. Really consider. Um, you know the the aspects of, of buying from a, from a different realm. We we can uh, enjoy land in so many different ways, but but you know part of the process uh, of uh, managing land, acquiring land, is obviously purchasing it. So um, this is this is directly um, applicable to to a lot of the situations we come across, um, as well as those who are beginning to enter into that land ownership realm. So hopefully you guys enjoy this first. Let's take a quick moment, listen from one of our sponsors. So, Pure Air Natives makes this podcast happen, and we would um, certainly like to give them a little bit of attention here. They are a custom seed blend shop located out of St. Louis, Missouri. If you guys are doing anything CRP, pollinator, um, cost share programs where you're doing native plantings, be sure to give them a shout. They have the ability to not only custom blend seeds, so for whatever your project is, it's very specific. We're talking seeds per square foot specific kind of stuff, guys, Um, based on your region, the amount of sunlight, the soil types, all these details go into making these custom blends. But um, if you're also just looking for, hey, you know, a, a trail screen or, you know, edge planting or, you know, a bedding mix. We've They've got all of that there as well. Um, so be sure to head over to pureairnatives.com. Check them out there online at their website. Um, you guys have any information, tons of great resources there on the website. But then shoot them a question. Shoot them an email. Um, very responsive there through the website as well as social media on Instagram and Facebook. So take a few minutes. Check out pureairnatives.com. All righty, man. You there? I am. Man, I appreciate you taking the time to jump on the phone with us and, you know, share your experiences with with Land Legacy. I think that this podcast is going to be a fantastic follow-up from the the conversation, the podcast that Frank and I had not too long ago, a couple weeks ago, regarding... Uh, managing a Kansas property. Well, you and your father are the proud owners of that piece of property. And I think it'll be a, a cool way for our listeners to be able to, if you will, kind of put themselves in your shoes of what that process and everything looked like. Um, so, Wilson, welcome to the podcast. I appreciate your time jumping on. Um, 
if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about yourself and and um, and your father too, because he's a big part of this as well. We cannot forget um, him. And uh, just kind of tell us overall, a little background story, and then what your goals were for uh, reaching out to Land of Legacy. Yeah. So Matt, thanks for uh, for asking, and happy to share. So. Um, I'm in my late 20s. My dad um, is in his early 60s, and he is kind of towards the end of retirement. Um, I'm obviously um, in the early parts of my career, but um, my dad's so growing up. Uh, we're from kind of the North Georgia area, Metro Atlanta. Uh, but I grew up with a, a dad that was an outdoorsman and included me and stuff like that, and so helped develop a passion for that. Um, we uh, had always dreamed about owning property. Um, my father had either leased or hunted with friends or outfitters in a lot of different parts of the country, but specifically the Midwest and, um, really loved the state. And so, um, we had dreamed about what it looked like to own a piece of property, uh, either there or a few other States. And so we started thinking about that and talking about that more seriously, um, this past year. And we had followed um, Land and Legacy and even prior to that and other work that you guys had done had followed you. And we're just big believers. And I think for us, we knew that we had the passion and desire to do this, but we wanted to do it the right way. And we wanted to have confidence in what we were, what we were doing. And so really through that, we were like, man, we, we want to contact Adam and Matt and, and those guys and have them help us in this process if possible. So, um, that is where it kind of kicked off and started. Yeah. Uh, and, and I guess we can go from there. Yeah, no, I, I, that's, that's an awesome kind of introduction there to, to what you guys were, were wanting and looking for, um, when it came to, you know, working with us. And, and I guess, you know, there's always been a desire, burning desire in, everyone's I don't know heart soul whatever just their energy into land ownership like eventually like that that, you know that's the American dream is to one day own a piece of property that that you call yours you can manipulate you can create memories on that just last a lifetime and uh, beyond a lifetime but for you when do you think that like desire for owning a piece of land like really took off? You know, it, it some of those, or I, I guess like took off, originated, and then became the reality that like, man, we're going to do this. Yeah. So, you know, my dad, prior to me really even getting into hunting or appreciation for the outdoors, um, had talked about it some, but just priorities. I mean, this was, we're talking 10, 15 years ago, there were other priorities getting myself and I have two younger sisters through college and sure. just all of that. So he put that on the wayside. It really started with him. Um, you know, as far back as we know, nobody on at least my father's side owned actual, like a, a piece of land or a mm-hmm. farm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was something he wanted to do. So fast forward, I graduate and go to college in 2010. Um, and my dad starts to lease property in other parts of the country that we go and do really like father, son, just weekends or weeks, um, just to enjoy hunting, um, and being together. I mean, I think for me and my dad, we bond over a few things specifically, um, sports and, um, 
really the outdoors became a big thing for us. And so um, that's where that started. And then I think for me being exposed to like us leasing land and, and going to other parts of the country, um, I think my brain works where I like to strategically think about things and mm. dream of how to, how to make something better. And so, you know, prior to like software like Onyx or places where you could actually look at land and understand like what are the boundary lines and all that stuff, I would spend, I mean, hours um, in college just looking at Google Earth. Um, Guilty too. <laughs> in areas that we hunted or areas that you know, maybe we wanted to hunt. And so, I just enjoyed looking at that. I enjoyed dreaming about, okay, like if this was our land, what would I do mm-hmm. to manipulate and change it and make it better specifically for, for hunting. So for deer or turkeys, but, um, I just, the strategy, the dream of that, I really loved and just was passionate about. Um, and so that's where it started. And, um, my dad, you know, has, uh, has had, a, I think a very normal career, um, yeah worked for the for a city um outside of atlanta doing parks and recreation so not um something crazy but it's just been a really good saver and mm-hmm. um was frugal to and the way he invested and a lot of wisdom and so because of that eventually got to a place where um he was able to invest in property and so um i think the big thing compared for us of like either leasing property or going on public land is we just wanted something to be our own um, and to have control over it. Um, and so he, uh, got to a place where he was ready to, to bite the bullet and, and make an investment. And I think a big thing, if you asked him is he felt like, um, land was a wise investment in the sense of maybe it's not going to have like the financial return that the stock market could, Sure, but, it's going to increase in value slowly and it's something you get to enjoy while you're doing it. While you're doing it. So, um, that was big for him. So we, uh, we started looking into it and my dad was pretty set on you know, either Kansas, Oklahoma, Illinois, even Kentucky. And so we started the research there. Yeah. I love it. And, and a lot of people either, either know, but don't know how much, um, I guess real estate work, that that Adam and I do, um, and it's a pretty fair amount. We we stay very busy. We're extremely blessed to be traveling and on the road. So sometimes, you know, work just at 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 home with local real estate gets uh, I don't want to say put to the corner or anything like that, but it's just more difficult to do that when you're on the road, right? But mm-hmm. what we do have the ability to do because through. Um, all those who have hired us in the past and, and those who work in a similar f- industry, a lot of other agents, we've, we've been able to meet them from Kentucky, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, uh, Oklahoma, all across the South. We've just had the ability to, to meet tons of people. And, and we're talking agents from, you know, any brokerage from small brokerages to, to the, the big names that everyone's looking at online, this and that. We're, we've been fortunate to meet those people. And so through that and through the podcast, we're able to work with individuals like yourself who you and your dad reached out, sent us an email and said, hey, we want some help looking to find the right property and and kind of walk us through like why you felt that it was important to have 
someone help you find the right pop property um, from the get-go. You know, a lot a lot of times either either we're working with folks who have owned a, a property for many years. Um, maybe it was passed down, or they've just invested in the past, and now they're thinking that man, there's there's more here to this property. Have I have I tapped into it enough? And then you know, we'll be hired for a consultation service, but, but you guys looked at it a little bit differently and um, kind of walk us through why you felt that was important. Yeah. So I think, you know, there's a few things in that. Um, I think personally for me, I felt a good bit of a personal confidence that I could pick something out and see, was it something that had a good foundation to build from or not? Mm-hmm. But I also realized or we realized that someone like yourself who does it for a living and has seen a lot of different property um, and has just a better and even deeper knowledge um, to help us. And that gave us a lot of confidence in making a decision. Sure. And so that's, I think for me or for my dad, what we were looking for first was someone to help affirm and give us confidence and this start to this journey we're doing. Um, and then I think the second part that you guys really helped with is I know personally, I felt like when we were ready to, to pull the trigger, it's like, okay, I want to do this as fast as I can. We're so excited. Mm-hmm. And I think that that excitement, probably you end up making an emotional decision that could be um, a bad decision long-term. Right. And what was really helpful is to have someone that is decide, is helping you from a non-emotional standpoint to say, hey, here are the pros and cons of this farm that you're looking at. Here's here's a third party that doesn't have any skin in the game, no investment. You're just looking for to help us succeed. Sure. And so um, that I think was really helpful to us because um, I feel like it's just emotional human beings wanting to do something you're passionate about it's easy just to pull the trigger really quick and with something like this i think that it's really beneficial to have someone come alongside you that that has a different perspective and doesn't have the emotional skin in the game that you do sure well and i think that you hit that point really really well because there's a lot of emotion when you do buy a property i just asked you you know like why do you why do you feel like it was right or or what was that emotion when did when did that yearning to own a piece of property kind of come on like this isn't just an overnight thing like you just wake up one day and you're like oh i'm going to i'm going to go buy a piece of property right we we dream about this we put hours and hours and hours into finding the right property dreaming about it planning but oftentimes when when then you get to the plate you get to the opportunity to say I'm ready, uh, you know, from a, from a time standpoint, from a financial standpoint, I'm ready to pull the trigger on property. Now it's time to look and seriously look and say, we're doing this. It's hard to separate, especially from, from the investment side that, you know, dad was, was considering and bringing that, that side of things into. It's extremely hard to separate emotion from, I could make this property fantastic and an overlook potential cons with a property because you're so overwhelmed with maybe some of the potential or some of the good or, or, or maybe it's the, the trail camera images that were on the property or posted with it. It's, it is consuming because we're all passionate about it. But I think like you, like you said, and, and I've seen it many times with, um, 
with people, whether it's through consultation or that's through um, real estate transactions that Adam and I have been a part of, that emotion really can inhibit just wise judgment. And if you're looking to maximize your time, your investment, and your enjoyment on a property, you got to buy right. And you got to buy the right one. Or mm-hmm. or then you begin to spin those wheels. So um, I, you you were wise enough to consider that on the front and say, hey, I want the, kind of that third party um, side of things. How how do I how do I do that? And and that's essentially what it is that we offer. Yes, we're still real estate agents, and we refer business outside of the state to another agent. So it's difficult for Adam and I to let's say, if you will, figuratively take off the hat of consulting or take off the hat of working on the behalf of someone to get them what they want, the experience that they want on a recreational piece of property and then put on a real estate hat and it'd be like, oh, just just money commission driven. That doesn't happen. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. like, I, 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 don't, I don't see property through that lens. And it's like every time you go to a new piece or you see something and you're evaluating or you're giving opinions. It's I'm, I'm giving my honest opinion to make, help you make the best decisions and help guide you through this process, wherever you're at, whether you've bought the place or whether you're, um, you know, deciding on, on the, the type of timber practice you want to have or when you should burn a place or, or whether in this case you should buy it or, or walk away from this one. It's, what are your goals? Can it happen here? Can we make it happen here? Or can we ha- make it happen on this piece with with less resources or less time? Can we get there? And so yeah. that's, it, it, it's, it's almost by like fault <laughs> that it's like, I, I can't look at land in, a, in another way. So we do kind of want to help people look at land and say, is this the right piece? Because there's other ones out there. And so, man, I, I don't know. I, I guess you guys narrowed down Kansas, kind of Oklahoma um, options, and you had family close by, so it just made made sense from a travel standpoint. So we kind of honed in on on that region. But how many properties were were we emailing back and forth? You know, pretty pretty consistently over over several weeks' time, watching the market, looking to see what was out there, looking to see what new inventory was coming, but. Um, I don't. I don't really remember how many there were uh, back and forth that we looked at. Probably too many. <laughs> um, you know, I, I truthfully felt a little guilty um, sending you some postings because I was like, "Man, this guy's busy," and I'm sending him 20 postings asking <laughs> about. Um, but you are super patient and also responsive, and so uh, yeah. So I, you know, I would say that we like thoroughly looked at. Um, you know, there were probably 10 in each state, yeah. at least, I yeah. think that both of us thoroughly looked at um, in Oklahoma and Kansas. And, and, and you're right. So we actually we have family, my my mom's uh, sister, who she's very close with and, um, her husband and their my cousin uh, live in Tulsa. And so, you know, it made a lot of sense. We visit them already, but we're very close with them. It made sense to be somewhere, you know, within a few hours of that area. Sure. Um, also incentive. I don't think my mom would want to come out to hunt with us, but she may come out and spend time with her sister. And so, yeah, right, right. Um, 
does. But yeah, back to your question. I mean, probably 10 for each state um, that we really spent some time looking at. Sure. Um, and I, I remember correctly, like you, you helped rate them for us too. Right. So right. one to 10 being the highest and you'd give us a rating and then you'd really back that up with like, here's why. Um, whether it's the layout of the property or the area or maybe the species that you can see based on the photos, um, which was helpful to you to help weigh those options. And, and that's the tough part. I know we've talked about it on, on other podcasts, but and, and you know this just as much as I do from looking at properties online and then, and then seeing some in person, is oftentimes you can show the good and not show the bad and and you know an aerial says only so much so so some of those photos from from on the ground let's say the landscape view um you know may may have some really great features and then and then you see some clues if you will like forensics of um maybe that's leading to something else that we need to be careful of um, and I'm, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but kind of going back to that forensic thought, um, when we're actually on site after you guys bought the place, closed on it, we, we did a follow-up consultation, um, and Frank Longcarriage was able to come and join us for that. But you could see us when we were out there, you know, taking time to review the property itself and, and take an inventory. There's a couple of places that we got to um, where there had been prior work done or the land had been changed drastically from what the native landscape was in the form of terraces, previous farming practices. Um, but now that field looked nothing like a farm, uh, crop field, um, as well as some other shearing and chainsaw work and, you know, what they were doing, looking at the disturbances. But we, we were taking inventory and then like almost backdating and saying, okay, here are the clues that tell us what, what's going to happen or um, what had happened, let's say, in the past. And sometimes having that third eye can pick those out of a real estate picture um, or, yeah. or an aerial. And we're able to go in and, and, you know, again, backdate some aerials and then we'll say, oh, well, 40 years ago, that whole thing was pasture. But, but for me, that gives me the ability to say, okay, if that's pasture, if that was pasture 40 years ago, in your region and looking at the topography as well as the now current up-to-date aerial imagery, this is most likely what you're going to deal with throughout these portions of the property. The other portions, you're going to have this. <laughs> and we can almost begin to, let's say, start the process of understanding what it may take to develop it, right? And so mm -hmm. some of those right out the gate were like, ooh, that one's going to be tough because from what I'm seeing, here's what you're dealing with. or Right here's what you're not dealing with, but we want, and why is that not there on the property? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, you know, you can learn a lot and you can take in a lot, but sometimes you may be looking at a region and not have, you know, an extensive knowledge of it. So that third party is just good to help balance it all out. Um, extremely, extremely valuable. I think, you know, what comes to mind is a recent podcast you had. Um, I think it was cover, versus food and, mm -hmm. and you know real estate posting that say all all these cedars that's where all the deer are um <laughs> right. sure that may be true but i think what's great is the, the value of having someone like yourself or frank or adam to say okay yes so there are cedars there but like let's step back for a second what that actually means 
is there's a bunch of encroachment happening and that's not what you want long-term. So I think getting another um, really like, I think, again, a knowledgeable, valuable perspective that doesn't have the financial skin in the game, real estate agent would um, so valuable. Um, And, and I can say, you know, firsthand for, for our farm that we now own, um, it's not perfect. There's plenty of things, (laughs) as you know, (laughs) where we have plenty of cedar, plenty of hedge, some locusts that are, um, that are definitely have been taking over. So it's not a perfect place, but, you know, I think from the onset, you guys helped us see, okay, here's what this looks like. Here's the work it's going to take, but here's maybe what the reward would look like long-term. Yeah. And that's the kind of the, the, the cool thing about it is, you know, when, when you're looking at property, you're looking at it like in the present time, but then, but then you look for the signs that tell you what the past is right or what what happened on it but but at the same time as you're looking to see why you're present you're looking to see what happened in the past we're also making the judgment call of well this is what the future is going to look like too because of the past but also what's happening right now in the present so we can help guy and say well, this is this is the history this is what we're dealing with now but in the future this is what it's going to look like well, here here's the snapshot of based on the present what we're going to have to do, but in the end game, this is what it's going to look like. And I think being able to, let's say, and I'm not saying span time, but but have an idea of, of what has taken place and then what will take place, then helps to make the educated decision of currently, present, right now, is this the right property to buy or not? And sometimes right. it is and sometimes it isn't. Um, right. But but going you know being able to let's say play that timeline game it, it really does help and and now you know where you guys are sitting at currently there's a lot of species there um, that 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 we saw that someone would say oh you know those are junk species why why'd you ever end up buying that place then why why'd you settle on that one well again it's 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 not necessarily what's growing there at this time but it's man in the future. And to be able to get from where that property's at to that that let's say final end game, it's pretty quick. And I think right. you guys are seeing that and experiencing that as as we speak on that price. Right. I mean, and it's it's there's so much potential there. I think you're exactly right. Um, and I, you know, I, another point that you're bringing up that I think is is valuable is so me being a, a normal guy, I don't have a wildlife or biology background um you know i would not be able to do the forensic um investigation that like or frank was so knowledgeable mm-hmm. uh just area i would not have known what do these terraces mean right. or what is area 50 years ago 100 years ago i would not have known that so that's another just again, just positive of, I think, working with you guys, or even if it wasn't you, but working with someone that is sure. an ex-knowledgeable, just the value in that. Um, I think there's a peace of mind in it. And then again, being able to see beyond maybe what the present looks like, to see that potential um, is uh, is so helpful and exciting. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. It's almost like being able to, to paint a picture 
of of what that future is because you know everyone everyone can see you know a certain amount of, of potential in a place and and know that there's good bones here there's a foundation let's build off of that um but a vivid a vivid image of what that end game is going to look like is the fuel the the energy to to press on and and continue to do it and make those changes over time um but so so we we've gotten basically to the point of okay kind of helped go through a bunch of properties we we obviously identified one found it um and then and then kind of take off from there Wilson about you know what the next couple steps were um throughout that property um until until we guys came to the consultation yeah so i think some background knowledge just for listeners is it wasn't the first property that we uh, um put an offer on or right. wanted right uh we didn't. So there were, you know, there were t- specifically two prior to this that we were interested in making an offer. And by the time that we did, the agent said, "Hey, that's actually already under contract." Um, looking back on that, I'm I'm actually thankful for that now. Yeah. Another property in Oklahoma that we looked at. Um, you actually put us in touch with some an agent in that area that you and Adam had worked with or had a lot of trust in, um, and he actually talked us out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which in the moment was kind of like, man, this is disappointing. Sure. But now being on the other side of that, I'm so grateful for it because I think we got um, a better fit for us long-term. Yeah. yeah. So always work out the first time. I think what I would tell myself, you know, if it was six months ago was just be patient with it. Um, and when it's right, it's going to be right. Mm-hmm. No, so that's right. It, eventually found one. So I'm not ashamed or afraid someone's going to come walk on it or anything. It's in Elk County, Kansas. Yep. So Southeast Kansas. Um, it's not a giant farm. It's 120 ish acres. Um, so, uh, you know, I wouldn't call it small, small, but it's certainly not big, but it's enough for, for my dad and I to start with and enjoy. Um, we looked at it. I saw, Again, the aerial photo, I liked a little bit of like just the foundation of the property, um, what it had. And I think a big draw, even though it's not the quality cover we want long term, it was still probably the best cover area that had um, just some sort of cover for wildlife and about a square mile around it. Yes. Uh, the area we're in is like probably most of Kansas, but um, predominantly open prairie um cattle or agriculture um with your creek bottoms or ditches or just places like that that probably weren't able to be farmed or used for cattle um that still have timber on them or some sort of cover so that was a draw to it um we talked to you about it you know if i remember correctly you may have given it like a five or a six right um or if how it is but it had the foundation and the potential to grow into an eight nine or ten right and that's all I needed to hear. Sure, uh, sure. And because, you know, as if anyone looks at properties, you know, let's say that scale, if, if you give it an eight or nine, well, it's probably going to have a price reflective of an eight or nine too. And it's like when you, when you evaluate initial price that you're paying for versus if you, if you buy a five or a six, can I come into the game, not have that much, um, input to make it that eight or nine, or I make money as I make it, go up that scale to an eight or nine, you know, uh, from a value of a recreational potential. And I, then I, then I increase the actual 
overall value of that land itself too in the process. I mean, that's a really good game to get into. That's right. that's a fun game. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a win. Um, you know, with that, obviously, like the price you pay is is significant and is going to matter. Um, you know, for us, I don't think that we we under like I don't think we got a steal necessarily. Mm-hmm. I think we paid a fair price for it. Sure, and that we get abused, we didn't get taken advantage of. It wasn't the most expensive farm on the market, but it wasn't the least expensive either. Right, uh, and that was okay with me and with my father. Um, is that you know paying a fair price was good. That's fine, and and I know that specifically the individual that we purchased it from was an elderly gentleman that. Um, I believe is in a uh, assisted living home in Wichita now, and so that I'm sure is going to help pay for the care for the end of, for the rest of his life, sure. as well as his family. And so, you know, paying a fair price for us um, was totally fine. So that's what we did. We worked with the agent that had um, listed it, um, who was very helpful. It was through Mossy Oak Properties, um, and our agent was great. Um, when we decided this is something we want to potentially make an offer on, I just flew up for the and spent a day um, walking the property on my own. The agent unfortunately couldn't meet me just because of some family commitments he had. Um, but I walked it just to get a feel for it, just to see what kind of sign that was on the property, um, to see how it felt. And could I see that being a, a home for us to have? Um, and by home, a place to hunt, not actually live on <laughs> right. right now. And so, um, felt good about it and uh from there we made an offer um they countered and uh we made another offer and uh, that was it um and so there was still it, it probably took a month for the paperwork and the finances and all that stuff to come together but um was a really i think pretty pretty simple process yeah um so yeah. went from there we closed probably into january this year and um, I've visited a few times since. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's one of those things of uh, it, a lot of people might might be nervous if they're a non-resident to buy a property in um, another state that they haven't seen, or you know, they're they're nervous. But there's there's certainly ways to protect your interest um, uh, while still making an offers and and then doing follow up visits like you know working with an agent who, who can negotiate that into, into offers and contracts, um, all that's possible while, while still protecting um, your skin in the game. So you, mm-hmm. you guys you guys did that. You took full advantage of that. Um, and I think that overall it, it worked out really well, had a, had a great closing on it. And so that was the end of January. We were able, Frank and I were able to come out um, in the month of May, schedule a trip with you guys and then walk the property, find, find all the gold (laughs) that we ever seen on the, um, the aerial. And I think, well, I'll I'll let you, I'll let you talk. But, um, after that consultation, kind of what, what's, what's your energy buzz excitement, um, or, or thoughts there on, on the overall process of, okay, here's, here's what we got now. Here's where we're going. Yeah. So still, I mean, definitely still very excited. Um, I mean, I, I think myself and my dad think about it, dream about it every day. Probably not. <laughs> right. You ask my fiance or my mom or something. But <laughs> uh, 
it's uh, the excitement is still there. I, I think we realize um, there's a lot of work ahead. And, um, you know, that consultation, I, I think, was eye opening for what like and then what do we need to work on? And so there's just details that myself and my father are not able to see that you and Frank were able to see both good and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, we started that process. So you guys provided a, a consultation plan, um, really like photos and step by step. Here's what you got here's what we want to do to change it. And here's what maybe what we think it'll look like long-term. Um, and so we've started that process. So we, um, we'd gotten in touch with a logger, um, in the area that started timber work about two weeks ago. Um, so they're removing this property. Um, so it's got two different kind of creeks that come through it, um, that have a few different hardwood species, but specifically walnuts that were valuable um and marketable timber and so uh, they were moving that as well as uh, the logger was able to basically agree with us hey we'll put in roads there was no road system or creek crossing on either one either side of the property and so um, through the work they're doing they're putting those in so adding culvers pipes crossings on the creek which i think is instant value for us sure uh, valuable to access the property but also just in the event that we sell it one day, that's, there's just value in that. Um, and they're also removing some of the invasive species that are there as well um, while they're there. And so that's the start um, that's happening right now. I got some photos from the the um, timber company actually two days ago. Oh, send those things over. Yeah, so that's <laughs> exciting. Um, so they're doing that. Work's getting done. We actually, I hadn't shared this with you, but... Um, the, earlier this week, spoke with the NRCS um, agent nice. yeah. in our county and started that process. So um, he's starting the application for us. So we're working with the NRCS and a state wildlife biologist to enroll in a few different programs um, really to help remove the, the rest of the invasive species that are there. So I touched on it, but there is more than we would like uh, edge trees. Right. Uh, so, you know, from an aerial photo or even if just, I think, a normal eye, you'd see that and go, oh, man, that's, that's good cover. Um, I think long-term it's not. It's not the quality of cover we want. Um, I think, a, you know, a little bit of hedge and stuff is fine. But when it, when you have old pasture fields that are overrun with 10, 20, 30-year-old hedge trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we're hoping and it looks like we're going to be able to enroll in some programs where the government will help um, cost share some of that work done with us. Um, so we started that process and um, once some of that done, we've got some other things to knock out as well. You guys are rocking and rolling. I, I just I just went back and looked from a um, just a time frame standpoint because because I think that this is this is a important picture to paint. Let's say of um, the sequence of events, right? So we just talked about, um, you know, the, the identifying the property, closing, consultation. Now you're already working with the NRCS. You got some value coming off the property and further habitat improvements. But that takes us to July 1. Um, but you guys initially reached out to um, Land Legacy November 23rd of 2019. And by the end of January, you guys were closing on a property and then by the end of the spring, 
we were consulting on the farm and now just, you know, in a short month, it has um, totally trans transformed from initial like, okay, here's what we do to I've got a, I've got a logging crew in there. I'm in touch with the NRCS. We've got invasives getting removed out of there. We've got a little bit of value coming off the property as well as value going back into the property from a road system to be able to navigate, to be able to manage better, to be able to hunt and access. You guys are doing it. And, and, and this game started um, November 23rd. So this has been a pretty rapid um you know, start to, I don't want to, I'm not, we're not finished, but a starting point to where you're at today. Um, that that's, you know, a quick seven months and boom, here we are. Right. It's been, it's been really encouraging. You know, I would say, I think we've just had a lot of grace and favor in it. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, you know, I, I would say first from God, but yep. also, I mean, even so with the NRCS or with timber, um, you know, the timber company, I reached out, I just sent a few emails based on the Kansas state recommendation or something that I did some mm-hmm. research internet and had a few, uh, loggers reach back out, but you know, one person came and looked at it. Um, I had not followed up. Basically I said, Hey, we're going to have some consultants out there on Memorial day weekend. After that, I'll, I'll let you know. And he actually followed up with me a few days after Memorial day and said, Hey, we're, we're doing some work in the area and we'd love to stop by whenever you're ready. Um, yeah. so pretty amazing. Cause I don't think that's always the case. Most places that sure. it quick turnaround like that. Um, so that a lot of favor in that. And I would also say our, our neighbors. So, um, we've got, um, some neighbors to the North of us that have a, a little bit smaller farm than us. Um, but the owner of that house, she works for the USDA nice. and we just, got to talking to him. I mean, I really, we, the first day we were up there, myself and my dad, when we owned the property, we walked and knocked on the door and said, hello, right. uh, just to meet them and tell them who we were and yeah. try the relationship. And through that, um, so she, her name is Sarah, um, had a contact with the NRCS office, gave us a guy's number, um, as well as you guys provided it in our report. But, um, they were helping us in that, our neighbors. That's awesome. Uh, and have been super encouraging. I mean, they we've texted back and forth um, when the when the logger showed up. Um, she actually texted me and said, "Hey, there's somebody at your gate. Just wanted to let you know." And we've not asked them, to, you know, look after the property, anything wow. like that. She was paying attention. Um, I think just out of care. Sure. Uh, and so we just had, a, I think, just a lot of favor in starting this process. Um, I think we got a long ways to go, but just getting the ball rolling. Um, has been really encouraging. Man, and, I, and I'll go ahead. say that the other side of that, um, the NRCS agent, I called so a week ago. Um, so this past Friday, I, I called, left a voicemail on Friday afternoon, and I honestly expected maybe they'll get back to me in a week or two. Sure. Well, Monday morning, he called me back. Wow. And this was not like someone's cell phone. It was just the NRCS extension number. Wow. Uh, called me back and introduced himself, a man that, um, has lived in that community for 30 plus years. Mm. Um, his family, actually, I haven't shared this with you. Some of his extended family owned our farm wow. uh, back when it was, I guess, an 1800 acre <laughs> track of land <laughs> with 120, if that tells you anything about, um, the area, but, um, was very kind, welcoming, um, shared a little bit of history of the property. So, you know, there's two kind of, there's a, one home that is very dilapidated um, that his aunt and uncle used to live in. And then 
right beside it, there's an old cinder block building. And my, my father and I really wondered, what is that? It was actually a dairy. Oh, wow. Uh, so they milked cattle there and kept milk there. Um, so wouldn't have known that apart from the agent working with us. Um, so they were super responsive and helpful so far. Man, I, you, that's awesome. You, you don't find that, that type of environment, um, you know, often. I mean, the, 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 the story, it, it just keeps getting better and better with um, just that community that you guys were able to, to purchase in, the, you know, um, in Southeast Kansas. And I think that's, um, man, it's so, it's so refreshing probably being a non-resident landowner, but having those eyes um, from the neighbors just to be able to reach out. So, man, I, I'm, I'm pumped for you guys. And um, I, I, I know that there's going to be a rich history um, that you guys are going to start on this property too because of um, just the relationship not only that that you and your dad have, but the relationship that you guys build with people. Um, mm. You know, just you know, with us at Land Legacy, um, the community, the neighbors, you know, you guys are going to be uh, certainly blessed with a lot of opportunity, um, fun, and just overall enjoyment for, for being landowners out there. And I, I can't wait to continue to hear about that. Um, watch that success just unfold um, over the next few years. I mean, you guys are I looked today and it's like, it's July. Well, you're going to be hunting soon, man. Like it, it's coming quick. I know you guys are kind of focusing on the rut, um, but you realize September, it's not far away. Right. My my dad brings it up each time. We're only a few months away. <laughs> I love it, man. That's so exciting. You know, what's funny about that is um, if you'd asked me five years ago, I've been like, man, I can't wait to hunt. Yeah. There's almost a part of me just because of the plan and the excitement, the dream where it's like, do I want to give up hunting this, my trip this, this fall mm -hmm. just to do work. More um, work well. I think we necessarily will, but there's like a temptation where it's like, well, you know, I could spend it hunting or like, what can I actually get done? That's going to have a, a long-term effect. Right. Um, right. So, Man, that that's powerful. That really is. Not not a lot of people are willing to give up their vacation time, the hunt time, to be able to go and just improve a property. But um, like I said, you you and your dad are, are passionate, and um, man, I think I'm I'm excited for you guys because just the mentality and the the ownership and the responsibility that that you guys um, you feel and you have with that property, it, it's man, it's in it's in such good hands. And I, you know that phrase gets that thrown out a lot but man it really is i think anybody listening to the podcast would would certainly agree so um this thing has got uh, this thing has got a, a lot of opportunity in the next few years to see what happens on it but yeah. don't be uh don't be shy sharing them pictures man i'd love to see it yeah i'll have to, I'll have to shoot them to you once we get <laughs> sounds good man well i certainly appreciate um appreciate your time coming on here and just kind of explaining and breaking it down a little bit of the process that um, you and your dad were, be, were able to go through. Um, we certainly appreciate the relationship, the friendship um, that's developed out of this. Um, obviously, you guys are stand-up gentlemen, and um, it's always, always an honor to be able to work with um, guys like yourself. And um, you know, just appreciate it. But I'll, love, I'll leave, uh, leave it with you for the, for the final word here. Yeah, well, we, um, you know, we're grateful for you guys. So we're grateful to Land and Legacy, you know, specifically you, Matt, and um, and Frank, um, just because uh, of the time and effort you spent in. And I, I think bigger than that, it's just a, it's a friendship. Yeah. 
sure it's a business uh, partnership in some ways, but it's a friendship. That's right. And so um, we're grateful for you. We feel really blessed um, and we're excited to hopefully continue to share that, you know, with you guys and, and hopefully other folks that can do this with you as well um, to uh, make those dreams come true or, or work with you guys to, uh, to do something very similar. Well, certainly appreciate it, man. Um, always a joy, but you have a, re- a good rest of your evening. I know you got some beach time coming up, so enjoy that. And um, we'll touch base later on. Sounds good. Thanks so much, Matt. I don't know if we could get any luckier finding two nice, nice, just genuine people to be able to work with. But their story is important to share, um, truthfully, because of the the fact that they're just they're regular people. Adam and I get on the podcast all the time and, and chat about um, all the things that, that we're seeing, we're doing, we're covering lots of ground, and, and um, you hear from us all the time. But I think that there's certainly value in, in hearing from from other people um, who are out there, passionate, um, you know, responsible landowners who are just making a difference and, and who can share their story about um, either what land ownership means to them, um, their process of going through acquiring properties, um, utilizing land legacy, and what they plan on doing. And, and I think that some of there, there's there's encouragement through that um, through those other voices and we we want to take time to be able to share that with you guys so we appreciate you listening um, and what we need to take time and and certainly thank uh, partners like vortex optics it's Americana right we just celebrated fourth of July vortechoptics.com has got some incredible apparel options so be sure to go over to vortexoptics.com and use the code legacy20 for any apparel option you get 20% off of their awesome awesome products i know they've got some some sweet american flag stuff um so it's very timely very fitting um but it's also we're getting to that window where we're summer scouting we need to see long distances we need to be practicing with our bows and and range finders we need to be sharp on it guys we got season coming around quick so be sure to head over to vortexoptics.com but really do appreciate everybody listening here this week and, and hearing from um the perrys unfortunately mike wasn't able to join us but they're, they're just fantastic people who um and they've, they've got a, an awesome story to share. And, um, and we're, we're just fortunate enough to be able to work with them, see this property develop. Um, obviously, it's got a rich history uh, of ownership. And I think that, um, or I know that they're going to be a- incredible landowners, even being non-resident. You don't have to be there every single day to manicure it, take care of it, and be good stewards of, of, of land itself. So, um, guys, we hope that this was encouraging. And um, we just appreciate your time that you take each week to be able to listen to the Land Legacy podcast. And um, be sure to check us out on social media. That's Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. If you guys have questions about real estate, you guys have questions about consulting, be sure to go to landandlegacy.tv. 
If you're interested in consulting, go to the consulting tab, scroll all the way down. There's an inquiry box. Send us your information or give us an email. We'll be sure to reach back out to you. Same thing with real estate, guys. If you are interested in purchasing property, would like our expertise in the process, um, be sure to reach out to us. Go to the real estate consulting tab. Click on that tab. Scroll down. There's also a box there that um, you can put in information. We would love to help you. We'd love to... Um, Find you the right piece out of the gate. You know, get started on the right foot for you in your area and what you're trying to accomplish. That, that first step is a big step, but it's an important step. And, and, and some could argue it's the most important step, um, building that foundation, having a property that will support what it is you're looking to do um, and, and not purchasing emotional right out of the gate. So appreciate it. Y'all have a lovely, lovely week. Catch you next week.